0: Hi, this is Victoria Nolley, and here with me again is Mr. Stephen Dow. Uh, Mr. Stephen Dow is a senior lecturer in energy law at the Centre for Energy, Petroleum, Mineral and Land Policy at the University of Dundee. In our previous video, we tackled gas contracts, and in this video, we're going to discuss about liberalisation in the energy sector. But before we start, I'd like Mr. Stephen Dow to briefly introduce himself again.
1: Hi, I'm Stephen Dow. I'm Senior Lecturer in Energy Law at the Centre for Energy, Petroleum, Mineral Law and Policy, University of Dundee. I've done this job for 20 years and I started very young, I'm not that old. I've taught around the world, I've taught a lot of students, I've taught state companies, I've taught commercial companies, I've taught uh, ministries, I've uh, given advice to governments, some of which they've listened to and hopefully ignored most of it Um, and I hope to do it for some considerable time to come.
0: Uh, Thank you very much for the introduction. Uh, So in this video we want to focus on liberalisation of the energy sector. Many countries around the the world have introduced privatisation and liberalisation, so I want us to discuss the prospects and challenges of liberalisation in the energy sector.
1: Okay. First, privatisation and liberalisation are two slightly different things. Privatisation is the sale of the state assets. Mm -hmm. You can only do this once. And you can only attach terms and conditions to that sale, the terms and conditions being what the market looks like and what the regulatory structure looks like after the privatisation. But you can only really do that once. And that is a huge challenge for governments. Liberalisation is a very simple concept, it just introduces some form of competition into energy markets. Now, the trick of course is that you can introduce any amount of competition that you actually want to introduce. Some governments have introduced very little competition, look at China, Mm -hmm. some have introduced an awful lot, look at Europe, particularly the UK, particularly the eastern seaboard of the United States, although they didn't do much privatisation to start with. So privatisation is a single instance, liberalisation is a long term event, and you can change the rules as you go along. You can start with a little bit of liberalisation and go to a lot of liberalisation. When we talk about a little bit of liberalisation, that means that the parties are having a little bit of competition between themselves, a lot of liberalisation is a lot of competition. Mm -hmm. Now remember, you don't have to have everybody competing. You can have, for example, different rules for a state company. You can have special generators who are out there in the the electricity sector. We treat renewable generators typically differently. We treat nuclear generators typically differently. But theoretically, we can treat any generator we choose to treat differently. It's not the actual type of generator that matters. It's the fact that the system chooses to do this. So we can say, for example, in Brazil, we want to encourage gas generators. We'll treat them differently because what we're trying to do is introduce gas and pay it over a whole year, so Brazil basically treats gas generators the same way as Europe treats renewable generators in structural terms. It's not actually the um, the source that matters in that respect. On the liberalisation point, you then have to decide how much competition you actually want in the market. How do you choose who comes in for identity? What skills must they have? What abilities must they have? You then have to decide what they're going to do. uh, Will they generate, will they transmit, will they distribute, will they supply? And when you start to structure the industry that way, getting away from a state company which is completely vertically integrated, you then have to understand that liberalisation is um, possible at different stages of the industry. We can liberalise generation, or production of gas, without liberalising any pipes. Theoretically we could liberalise the pipes without liberalising anything else, although there wouldn't be a lot of point to that. Um, we can liberalise the supply. Remember that supply is an activity which does not require any infrastructure. It's simply the organisation of getting the energy from the producer to the consumer. So all the supplier does is have uh, a system to arrange amounts and then a billing system. Suppliers don't actually need any infrastructure beyond a telephone basically. And that is the essence of it. And the choice becomes what do you actually want to do? Do you want to have a huge amount of competition in the upstream for gas? Do you want to have a huge amount of competition for generation? For example, where you have an excess of generation capacity, usually you would want to have a lot of competition because that means you're choosing the cheapest generator. You're keeping the electricity price as low as possible. If you've got a shortage, there's very little point in having competition in a shortage. But remember, very, very few countries in the world are capacity-short 24 hours a day. Mm -hmm. And if they are, they will never liberalise. There's no point. But if you have capacity excesses at some times and capacity shortages at others, you can organise the market so that it competes when it's got enough capacity and caps prices when it doesn't. Again, the trick is, what do you really want?
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, So what are the challenges of liberalisation?
1: The fundamental challenge is to decide what you actually want to do and where you want to be. There are two real forms of liberalisation. One is in a country which has already got enough capacity. Europe uh, has liberalised simply because it wants to have the existing generators and the existing gas suppliers compete with each other to lower the price for consumers. The other form of liberalisation is where there is a capacity shortage at least at some point in the day, when liberalisation occurs to encourage new people to come into the market. And at that point you can decide, what kind of people you want. Do you want big generators? Do you want on-grid generators? Do you want off-grid generators? You can decide to have liberalisation in generation, liberalisation in supply, liberalisation in pipes. You don't have to have pipes and wires liberalised at all. The state Mm -hmm. can run them. But you need then your licensing system, which separates out generation, transmission, distribution, supply. And that's how you control it. You simply say, this is my licensing system, here are the terms and conditions attached to the license, do you want to come in and do this, or do you not want to come in and do this? And then the real trick is to decide what you want. If you want to have a huge amount of competition, you organise a market so that everybody competes on an equal basis. If you want a limited amount of competition because you want to protect renewables or you want to protect the nuclear generators, or in the case of the Brazilians, you want to protect the gas generators, you simply set the market up to do that.
0: All right. Ah, thank you very much, Stephen Dow. Thank you. That marks the end of our second video on liberalization. The next video, we shall be talking about renewable energy. Stay tuned.